This is Sounds on Vinyl, the podcast that celebrates the best rock, metal, and punk music on vinyl. And now, here's Mike and Phil. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl podcast. My name is Phil Boyer, and on the other side of the sea is Mike Svensson. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? Well, this week on the vinyl community on Instagram... I got a lot of things to talk about, and we talked a lot about Kiss. Uh, do you remember those guys, Phil? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, well, ma- many people over there are interested in this band and in the fact that I'm a huge fan of them and a collector of of uh, various items. I often get uh, DMs of um, questions on on vinyls and and collecting, especially Kiss stuff. So. That's kind of cool. So I've been doing this for, for uh, like the, the last couple of weeks. Oh, very cool. Very yeah. cool. And, you know, that is just a little taste of what goes on over on Instagram. So if you're not already, head on over there and follow Sounds on Vinyl on Instagram and share in all that kick-ass stuff that Mike's doing over there because it's 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 a lot of fun. All right. You wanted the best. You've got the best. This week, we're featuring one of Mike's favorite bands and records ever. It is Kiss Alive. Oh, man. I'm so excited about this show. Kiss Alive, man. Oh, my God. Kiss Alive was released on September the 10th, 1975 with Casablanca Records, man. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> I have to have to give you some some background uh, on this album because it's it's my all time favorite. It was recorded between May 16th and July 23rd, 1975, in Detroit, Michigan. Everybody thinks it's only Detroit, but it's actually Cleveland, and it's Davenport and Iowa and they mixed everything up and, and did this fantastic album. And it was produced by the, the great Eddie Kramer, who has uh, recorded Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin and, uh, and so on. I mean, it's I Kiss Alive, the first live album. It's mind-boggling to think about it. I, I still to this day remember everything about that. Kiss was uh, uh, on the verge of bankruptcy at this time, and uh, it was make it to break it for the band. This was like the fourth album they were meant to release. None of the other albums made it any any headwaves at all. It's it was only a means to to tour some more. That's why they released so so many albums. So uh, somebody came up with the idea to to release a, a live album and a double live album for that matter. And people are. Uh, thinking, well, well, those guys are crazy. A, a double live album? Nobody releases live albums in 1975. I mean, it was considered a, a career suicide. But mm. um, lo and behold, it's still regarded as one of the best live albums in, in rock. And, and it's actually reached number nine in the Billboard chart, uh, where it stayed on for like 110 weeks the longest of any any KISS records ever. And the guitar world listed KISS Alive as number three on their uh, top list of live albums. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's it's quite the quite the resume for that record, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. All right, so what is your first experience with this record with Kiss Alive? Actually, Kiss Alive was uh, was the first album that that I uh, actually really heard with Kiss. I've seen the pictures of them. I was around eight or nine. I just left Elvis Presley. Elvis has left the building and I needed something really heavy. And I remembered I got invited with a friend of mine to this cool guy who was some years older than us. And I've seen him around, but never talked to him. He was always dressed in black jeans, black t-shirts, and he had long black hair. And it was so thrilling to see that guy. Uh, so when we got to his apartment, and from floor to ceiling, it was filled with posters. And he had a turntable and these massive speakers. And the third, first thing I heard was some sort of sound, because he, he, he put on a record at, at the turntable. And, and we were sitting there, we were sort of like 10 years old. Uh, and he, he hardly spoke to us and he said, sit down. And, and so we sat there in front of the speakers and you could hear the buzzing sound when, when, when that needle dropped. And at first I, I, I didn't know what the sound was. It's some sort of like fading and buzzing sound. In, and I, it was really hard to grasp. But suddenly I hear a man screaming something that I, I couldn't really understand because I, because English was not my native language. And then the volume went up, and all of a sudden it felt, felt like all hell broke loose. The sound is loud and screeching, and, and there is explosion everywhere. And, and I looked at my friend and goes, what are we going to do? And I didn't know if I'm going to love it or hate it. And, and this was Kiss Alive, of course. And uh, from that day on, I became a fan. I collected everything about the band. That first song, Deuce, it became my all-time favorite. And still to this day, it is. Deuce. Yeah, Deuce. There you go. My first experience with Kiss was, I think it was around 81 or 82. And here I am, I'm 11 years old, and I'm sitting here watching TV before I have to go to bed, and I turn on this show called Solid Gold. And Andy Gibb comes on the screen and he introduces this band and talks about how awesome their live performances are and how theatrical they are and all this stuff, you know, this big, big build up to everything. And, you know, this gets me intrigued, you know, I'm like, okay, this is exciting. What is this? What is this? Right. So I move from the couch onto the floor, right in front of the TV, you know, how the parents are always like, don't get too close. You're going to burn your eyes out. You're going to go blind getting too close in front of the TV. But here I am. I'm sitting that close to the TV. And these crazy guys come out, right? They're all dressed in leather, big heeled boots, all this makeup and all this stuff. And Gene Simmons and his, his uh, hatchet guitar and all this. I'm like, what the hell is this, man? Like, what? <laughs> Like, I've never seen anything like this before, you know, I'm listening to them and they start playing the songs. And I wasn't a really big fan of the songs that they played that night on that show. But the sound and their look was intriguing enough to me that I'm like, OK, yeah. I got to look into these guys. Right. Like, yeah. who, who are these guys? What are they all about? So from there, I landed on Kiss Alive. 
which was really cool because in a sense, it's sort of like a greatest hits record of their first four records, right? Because it had all, yeah. their, all their songs on it. it. It was just really awesome to hear that. I'm like, okay, like these songs I can get into. Like, oh man, this is epic. This is really, really cool. I actually remember that Solid Gold because we were scanning uh, all over the world to, to get our hands on, on video footage. So I actually got that video footage of Solid Gold. So I... I know what you're talking about, and 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 I could see the difference between that show and hearing Kiss Alive because it's it's a ma- major difference. <laughs> but it, it, I mean, yeah. the sheer volume of that band. I mean, come on, Jesus! <laughs> when when you're like tell ten or twelve years old, and you and you sit there in front of the speakers of in front of the television and and looking at these four guys ripping it up, it's Oh my God, it's nuts! Yeah, but but I, mean, I got it. I got. I got to tell you a story. I got to tell you a story, man. Okay. You know the intro. You wanted the best, and you got the best. The hottest band in the land from like the first is alive. Yeah. That guy who did that was the first tour manager, Gr Smalling. Mm. And he actually came to Sweden. And rolled Swedish meatballs together with me. Wow, that's awesome! There you go. There, there you go. go. There you go. So, so how'd that go? It was went really <laughs> good. Meatball roller. Yeah, so we could leave it at that. But, but it, there, there is more to the story. I, we actually, a, a friend of mine uh, called Martin, uh, we we put together this Kiss Expo. And we wanted a, a special guest, so we got a hold of him and asked him, do, do you want to come to this? We'll hook you up with flight tickets and, and uh, hotel and so forth, and, and you can come and tell your story. And he, he thought it was a good idea. He thought we were a bit crazy, but, uh, well, we are. So, so he hopped on the plane, and, and I, I picked him up at the airport, and, and we started talking. And he's, uh, like me, a real history buff. So, so he actually wanted a tour of my town of Malmo in Sweden. We took a tour in the city and I talked a lot about uh, the older stuff. And I pressured him to, to talk about Kiss, of course. And he told me the story on how he came about to, to do that intro. And he got asked by management, you, you got to find some really cool stuff. Because they had, if you want to rock... If you want to roll, well, put your two lips together and welcome Kiss. Uh, that was like the first intro they had. And it, now they were major league, so they couldn't use that anymore. They had to have something more. So he watched a Toyota commercial. And it went something like this. He he hummed it as he sang it to, to me and Martin. And it was sort of like, you want it the best, you got it. It's Toyota. And that's it. And he, he thought he, he put that together and it became, you wanted the best, you got the best. The hottest band in the land, Kiss. And it's actually him on the on uh, Kiss Alive that shouts this in, in the opening song of Deuce. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, there you go. little inside yeah. knowledge there. Yes. It's kind of funny how that came from a Toyota commercial, but you never know where inspiration will strike, right? No, 
No. <laughs> and I, I don't think there are any bigger Kiss fans than you and Martin. No, no. <laughs> you guys, you guys were cracking me up in Vegas a couple years yeah. ago when yeah. Gene, Gene was there selling his, his stuff. Oh my yeah. God. That was, the vault, yeah. that, that was yeah. epic. That, that was so yeah. much fun. Yeah. You, you guys are crazy Kiss fans. Yeah. We became 12 years old. Oh, look, Gene Simon is in the other room. <laughs> How could we get to him? Yeah. Well, you see, it's crazy, but it's all in good fun. It is. It is. And speaking of good fun, I got a story too about this record. It's uh, it's about 1984, 1985. You know, almost a decade after this record has come out, and I'm a senior. Uh, I mean, a, a freshman in high school, and we had to take this stupid ass speech class. You know how school is. You got to take all these <laughs> classes that you don't want to. And you know, I hated the class. I hated the teacher. But we got to the part where we had to lip sync a song, and kind of right. sort of perform it in front of the entire class which yeah. you know giving a speech is horrifying enough but to go oh, and lip sync is. is even worse right oh, man. so everybody's doing all this you know pop shit like michael jackson and kenny loggins <laughs> and madonna and all that stuff and i'm like nope nope i'm sorry i can't play that i i, I nope not gonna happen <laughs> So it, it, it's getting close to my turn. And I tell the teacher, I'm like, okay, dude, I, I got to go to the bathroom to prepare, right? And he looks at me like, what the hell are you talking about? And he says, well, all right, go ahead. So a few minutes later, I'm walking back to class in the hallway and I'm dressed like Paul Stanley. No. Makeup and all. The oh, whole night. Oh. Night, I went oh, in there for real? black and white makeup, the big red oh, lipstick. Oh, my God. And, and, you know, and I've got the, the black clothes on and all that stuff, you know, oh. I'm, I'm totally looking the part. Right. And I'm walking down the hallway. Right. And these kids are looking at me like I'm some sort of freak. And one of the teachers stops me and it's like, what the hell's going on with you? What, why aren't you in class? And it's like, you know, I think we need to go to the principal's office. And I'm like, no, no, hold on, hold on. Now it's for speech class. I'm dressed up to give my lip sync, blah, blah, blah. And I explained everything. And so she let me go. And so I walk into the classroom, right? And everyone looks at me like, who the hell is this guy? What, what the hell is this about? Right? Because I'm the only one that's gone all out like this. Yeah. Right? Nobody even like wore like the Michael Jackson like glove or anything, right? No, nobody even went to, as far as something simple like that. Oh, man. So, the teacher has me go next. So I get up there and I'm like, okay, let's play hotter than hell from kiss. Oh, Alive. yes. So starts standing it, you know, and, yeah. and I start lip syncing and, and I get into this thing for about a minute, right? Not even halfway through the song. And the teacher's like, okay, all right, that's enough. We get it. We get it. Stops it. Oh no. It, go back and, and, and get back to normal. Get oh back my! What I'm the? Like, you, buddy. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh no. I yeah. mean, you're like the, the coolest kid ever. I know, man. Oh, I went all out. Yeah. And you know what? I I don't even think I got a good grade on that. I think the the dick gave me something like a C minus or something. Oh my god! I went. It, it's it was an A for Christ's sakes. Jeez, oh, oh my yeah. god! That, no. Man, all out. Makeup and oh. everything. 
what the hell? You that's know. so cool. Oh, that's a great story. <laughs> that's yeah. real. How, how, how old were you? Oh, shit. I had to be about 14, 15. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was the same year that I got introduced to Metallica's Kill 'Em All. So oh, that was a good year. That was a good year for me. Yeah, for me. that's when I really started to get into into the good stuff. Like, Talk about yeah. being determined, man! Oh, <laughs> kudos to you! <laughs> yeah, I deserved an A. You, damn it! Yeah, you are my brother from another mother, Phil. That that's <laughs> that's the proof right there. That's right. See, there yeah, we go. Screw that teacher. Yeah, he didn't know what he was talking about. No, no, like no, no, Beyond no. Warwick or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's your what's your favorite songs on Kiss Alive? You know, I, I'm with you. I think Deuce is a kick-ass song. I love Deuce. Yeah. Uh, hotter than hell. I mean, I use that. Uh, not only do I like that song, but I used it because it was hotter than hell for my lip sync. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But, yes. Uh, I love Cold Gin. Yeah. And I like Firehouse. And not that Firehouse, I think, is that great of a song, but it has meaning to me because that's also the same time that I became a firefighter. So, oh, uh, okay, cool. You know, the uh, the Firehouse song sort of kind of yeah. you know, went with, right. with time. So it's sort of nostalgic for me. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how about you? What's your, what are your favorite tunes on that record? Well, uh, apart from the ones we have mentioned, uh, being Deuce being my all-time favorite Kiss song, it, it, I had to say Nothing to Lose, Come mm -hmm. On and Love Me, Got to Shoes, and I'll have to go with Rock Bottom. Rock Bottom. Yes. Yeah, good tunes. Deuce, the song Deuce. Is yeah. do you prefer the studio version or the live version? I actually preferred the demo version. Ooh, the demo <laughs> just, version. Just, just to complicate it even more. <laughs> it, it's, it became known to the public like some 20, 25 years ago. That first tape that they did with Eddie Kramer. And it's so raw, it's so intense, and it's got everything. And it was actually the first song that Ace Frehley ever did when he auditioned for Kiss. Wow. And uh, and when he turned into that solo part, they they knew this guy, we, he's spaced out of his head, but we got to have him because he could play like nobody they ever seen before. So, um, so it's actually uh, one of Ace's all-time favorite songs, too. And um, when I met him, I asked him about that, and and he he confirmed, yeah, I do. So it, it's it's right there in, in, in my heart because it that's how I I got the gig. So it's it's a special meaning to him too. So it's it's really cool, really cool. Yeah. So the demo. See, I I a lot of times prefer the demos too. I love when yeah. bands release the demo versions of songs and, and sometimes they're not good. I mean, you listen to some of the, the Metallica stuff, that first demo tape that they put out, like it's, it's really not good. No life to litter. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And, and you can really see how the, what a good producer can do for a band. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It's still like you were saying about deuce. It's like, it, it's still raw that, that rawness of some of these demos that you hear there. I don't know. It, it's, 
maybe it's it's that that punk vibe coming out but i i do like the the demos too yeah the producers for the first album were, were uh one of them was a rock and roll guy but the other one had had done some pop sto- songs it wasn't Eddie Kramer who, who produced the first album. So Neil Boger, who owned Castlebanker Ray, he wanted those guys to to produce the album. So that's why it's somewhat more slick than than the demos that Eddie did. So any uh, well, here I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Yes. So, like you were saying earlier, the first four records weren't really doing that well, and Kiss Alive was sort of a make or break thing. Yes. Once this Kiss Alive record came out, did yep. it help sell the first four records? Yes. When Kiss Alive came out, they took the whole package of Kiss being a live band and put that in into this like two slabs of vinyl with a booklet and, and the, the special notes from the band and so forth. And it exploded. Everybody got got it from there. So people went out and, and bought the studio albums also because they wanted, like me, collect everything. So it, it was uh, it was actually a make or break album, Kiss Alive, and they did it. The amount of money that they've made since then, it's amazing. <laughs> you can go from almost being over to be a household name, but that's yeah. not the representation of of Kiss, but yeah. still. Like Kiss is such a household name, and, and yeah. Any last words on Kiss Alive? Rock and roll all night and party every day. I'm down. Yeah, right. Let's do it. <laughs> Definitely. And we we're talking about what a Kiss fan Mike is. Head on over to Instagram, and one of the uh, highlights over there is he did a little video of his uh, collection, which is insane. So go check. Thank that out. you. So we're uh, doing a different segment uh, at the end of every show, and we want to play bands that were influenced by uh, the music and the album that we play and talk about. First up tonight is a Swedish band who I think are influenced by Kiss, and this is a band called Liar Thief Bandit with their latest single, Virtue, Not a Vice.
time for us to say farewell. Later. See you guys next week. This has been Sounds on Vinyl, hosted by Mike Svensson and Phil Boyer. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and follow at Sounds on Vinyl on Instagram. Sounds on Vinyl is produced by Boozehound Productions. Music by Grand Reserva. Visit soundsonvinyl.com for official merch and stuff you won't find anywhere else.